I'm excited to talk with my guest today, Seth Faulkner, principal at Mason County High School in Maysville, Kentucky. Listen as Seth shares his thoughts and experiences regarding the challenges faced by his faculty, staff, and students during a global pandemic. Let's talk all things education. I'm excited to talk with my guest today, Seth Faulkner, principal at Mason County High School in Maysville, Kentucky. Mr. Faulkner has been the high school principal for the past three years. Prior to that, he was assistant principal at the high school for five years. Even before that, he taught math at the high school for nine years. He is a national board certified teacher. And when I get to this, uh, since I'm a Georgetown alum, I want to make sure we get this in because this is some impressive stuff. Seth's a graduate of Georgetown College. He played football for the Tigers, and he chased a few and actually won a couple national championships, NAIA division. And uh, doing that, he was serving as the defensive captain. And if that wasn't enough, he also was all-conference and an All-American defensive back during his career there. And that's some really good stuff. Uh, just wanted to make sure we, we included that. And also, uh, I know Mr. Faulkner won't mind, we'll give a shout-out to, to Georgetown College and his buddies on the football team. Mr. Faulkner, thanks for joining me today. Mr. Moulton, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And as a colleague of yours, I appreciate all, all that you do for our kids and everything you're doing to, to try to enhance and improve education. Well, I thank you. Uh, you know, I I knew that you played football at uh, at Georgetown, and uh, but I, I didn't realize about the All American. I mean, I knew you played. You were a defensive back, and I, I've seen a picture of two of you doing some crazy things on the football field. But uh, uh, that's impressive. I appreciate it. That those were some fun times back in uh, 2000 to 2004. Um, I was a Georgetown Tiger, Tiger Pride. I played with a lot of talented young men, um, and a lot of my success came from uh, the people that I was around and how good they were. Coaches were awesome. Uh, Just had a wonderful four years at at Georgetown, both athletically and and academically. Well, and and, and when you uh, became principal at the high school, you brought in one of those mantras, um, together we win. Do you mind just touching on that just a bit before we go on? Sure, that's no problem. Uh, That actually came from my football playing days at Georgetown. Uh, We would always huddle up before we took the field on Saturday afternoons. And, um, you know, we were a tight-knit group. We were holding hands. We were reviewing our assignments. We were mentally preparing and visualizing uh, success that was about to happen on the football field. And and our coaches, my defensive coordinator uh, specifically, would – uh, give his little pep talk and he would always say repeat after me together we win and we would all repeat together we win and we took the field and and had a lot of success with that and uh, when I took over as principal um, one of the things that we wanted to do was just create an identity of the idea that we all need each other to succeed um, no one person no one student no one principal is going to be able to make uh, positive changes we all need each other I've, been around the world for 38 years and I don't know that I've met one single person that uh, got what that became successful by him or herself Uh, so we all need each other uh, in order to reach our full potential and be successful absolutely agree and and it's really caught on I mean we wear our uh, t-shirts during staff meetings and different things uh, when we get together 
and uh, you see it around our building painted on the walls and it's just just it's just one of those things that's caught on uh, we put it on a hashtag when we tweet things out so we can keep it all together and i think that's just an awesome thing um, we also have a few other georgetown alums that that are at the high school help me i'll try to name a few of them just to give them a shout out and you can help me if i miss one or two uh assistant principal chris ulrey uh we have brad cox who is the lady royals basketball head coach we also uh, of course i'm 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 there i'm an alum brother too uh, just with my masters of ed from there and then, if I'm not mistaken, former principal Chris O'Hearn was a graduate from from there. He was, and uh, we can't leave out Miss Amanda Jolly. She's a, a Georgetown graduate and a, a current wonderful English teacher for us. So Georgetown must be doing something pretty good. I guess so. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that anyway. Well, um, I'm certainly glad to be a part of of the organization of the team because it's it's one of the best. Uh, this is my only teaching uh, job and. Uh, it, it's been just a wonderful thing. I remember back when I was going through my K-tip, but when you were still in the classroom, I came in and observed you during my K-tip one, uh, day, one of my days. And uh, so it's been, that's been almost 10 years ago now. It flies by. Um, you know, I, I'm a Mason County product, so I graduated from Mason County in 2000, spent four years at Georgetown and came right back home uh, to start teaching math. And a lot of times I walk through the hallways and I reminisce and it seems just like yesterday that I was walking through the hallways as a student and now almost 17 years into a into a professional career. So time doesn't wait on anybody. It flies by. So might as well make the most of it. I hear you. And I've got a lot of gray in my beard now. So <laughs> that's the way it works. Well, you know, we've becoming a principal. You know, there's a lot of things that you have to do. But I would dare say that there has not been any uh, training that you've ever gone through to prepare you for what we've had to experience with this global pandemic. Uh, definitely not. Um, but to be honest with you, there, there's no real training to prepare you for, you know, actually leading a classroom um, or becoming a principal in a normal year. Uh, it's just a matter of, of stepping in and doing the very best you can on a daily basis for, for your staff and, and ultimately for, for your teachers. Um, you know, becoming a principal was not necessarily something that I had planned. I, I really felt like if you would have talked to me um, back in 2004, 2005, when I was just coming out of college and become, be, uh, beginning my teaching career, I would have told you that I would be a teacher and a, a coach for 27 years. I never really thought um, about becoming a principal. I did get my uh, instructional leadership um, degree from Moorhead State University just to meet the requirement of, of my master's. So when I did that, I didn't really um, think that I would use it uh, to become a principal, but I'm a man of faith and I believe that uh, the good Lord opens doors for us at particular times in our life. And um, back, let's see, going on eight years ago now, um, an assistant principal job came open and uh, talked to some people about it, and I felt like that was a door uh, that had opened for me, uh, was opened for me, so I, I took a step of faith. And then five years later, uh, Coach O'Hearn, who I respect immensely, uh, decided to retire, and I felt like the timing was right for, for me to apply for the principal position. So, you know, it's one of those things that I didn't really write my own story. Um, I'm kind of living by faith and, and taking it day by day and just trying to do the very best I can. 
Well, I think that's probably the best plan out there. So let me, let me, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you this. On March the 13th or thereabouts of last year, uh, we were told that uh, no more face-to-face learning. And I don't know that we believed that it was going to be for an extended period of time. What was your, what was your first thought? Seems like ages ago now uh, for everything that we've gone through from March until, you know, current day. But, you know, going back and thinking about uh, back in, in March and, you know, trying to wrap our minds around, you know, who to believe is, is this COVID-19, is it, is it real? Is it just a hoax? Is it political? Is, it, is there truth to it? There wasn't a whole lot of science out at that point in time, you know, not a whole lot of facts. So people were just kind of um, you know, developing their own theories and, and coming up with their personal opinions. But, you know, when it hit the schools and the governor recommended that everybody shut down, like you said just a few seconds ago, Mr. Moulton, uh, I think everybody thought it was temporary. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of limp to spring break and then maybe after spring break we'll be able to get back and, and have a normal close to the 2019-2020 school year. And little did we know it, uh, you know, it was was much bigger than that but you know that that moment that I heard we're getting ready to shut down you know a million things start going through your mind as, as a principal you know the communication factor the you know we've got kids who school is their safe haven what are we going to do to take care of them what are we going to do to to take care of our kids who don't have food what are we going to do to to take care of our <clears throat> our staff uh, who has never really you know been in the position to to teach and um, uh, you know produce their content or present their content virtually you know, how are we going to ensure that, that kids are still learning? You know, all of those things are, you just pop through your mind and uh, you just try to prioritize and uh, the importance of having a good team. Uh, you know, you cannot uh, belittle the, the idea of, of having good people work with you. You know, I've been told for a long time that you're only as good as, as the people who you surround yourself with. And I'm extremely thankful and blessed for our administrative team and our teachers and our staff. Uh, because, you know, starting on March the 13th and, you know, uh, leading up until where we are now, they've just taken every punch and, and roll with it and done everything they possibly could to, uh, to provide for, for kids, and that's all we can ask for. Together we win, right? Absolutely. You know, there's so many different things that we could talk about as being the biggest problem that's, that we've been confronted with, but from my perspective, one of the things from a teacher's point of view uh, scheduling would have been a just a huge uh, task. It, it's a, it's a hard, big task anyway. So now, when you don't even know if and when we're going to come back to school, is it going to be face to face? Is it going to be some mixture of a hybrid learning? Um, what was the process that that you had to work with with the counselors to to sort of get that under control? Well, it was it was extensive and. Um you know, we wanted to try to keep our course offerings as close to normal as possible. Um, you know, we, we didn't want to disrupt our students who had been in career pathways or wanted to take a health PE arts class, band, choir, art. Um, so, you know, we wanted to keep things as normal as possible, but we knew it was going to be a little bit different. So as far as the scheduling goes, you know, one of the biggest hurdles that we had to cross um, was <clears throat> our students going to come to school every day? Are students going to come to school twice a week? Is everybody going to be virtual? So in many ways, you had to plan for everything and then just wait and see. 
Um, luckily, if you think back, I believe the date was August the 11th, was our first day um, reporting as staff, That's August right. the 11th, August 13th, somewhere around mm -hmm. in there, was our first day reporting as staff, and I believe it was the day before um, is when the decision was made that we were going to start 100% virtual. Um, so that was a, a huge blessing for us. You know, we were planning for multiple uh, different scenarios, and then we finally got some clarification right before teachers reported on August the 11th or 13th so that we could uh, move forward knowing what to expect when students started school on August the 24th. You know, when I had the opportunity um, to talk with uh, Superintendent Ross, um, he commented that there were a few things that we're going to that we're going to learn that we're going to be uh, be doing very well and it'll carry over into the future um, do you think the virtual learning side of that's going to really uh, carry us on into the future i think it'll it'll be a part of education for a, a long long time you know even before covid 19 you know we were, are, have been blessed in our district to have rich technology and we were trying to to use that so you know google classroom and presenting some digital things was nothing new to us. It just wasn't the, the main focus. Um, you know, students were going on to, to college and taking online classes. So we had dabbled some in doing some online classes uh, in high school, but it just never, you know, was the forefront. It never was the focus until this year. Um, so I do think virtual education in high school will, will still carry over after, after COVID-19 is, is done and gone. Um, I do think that everybody would agree that you know face-to-face -face education is is the best for most students, um, but virtual virtual education is going to be something that catches a small niche of your kids uh, and allows flexibility that some some students may need. Um, but yeah, I, I do think with any change that you run into, whether it's in education or industry or, or life in general, with any change that you're forced into, you're going to find a few things that stick. Um, and I think we're still developing those. We're still figuring out what those things are that may stick and say, hey, I really, I really like that, and I want to continue to do that moving right. forward once this is over. You know, I feel like our sub plans are going to change forever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, instead of you know, anybody in the education world knows that, you know, when you're gone, when the main teacher is gone, uh, you do everything you can to kind of keep the peace and, and give your students some meaningful assignments, but understand that you're going to have to pick up the pieces when you get back in the classroom. Now, you know, once this school year is over, we're going to have um, our, our curriculum in a digital format with our teachers teaching the lessons. You know, it's not a canned uh, program that was bought, you know, some national program. Our teachers are, are creating their own lessons with their own voices and their own faces virtually. So if I have to be gone on a random Tuesday for a doctor's appointment next school year, wherever I am in my curriculum, I'm going to pull up that, that virtual video that I've already created, and my students are going to be able to move forward even when I'm not in person in the classroom with them. Absolutely. And and as a teacher, I, you know, I'm looking at at the ability now because I have all of this information already digital and on video uh, tutorials I'm going to be able to spend hands-on time now with my students like never before starting next year and that is going to be an awesome thing because that is one of the struggles that we have in the classroom as you know sure um, and it when you do something right most often the time and the effort is up front um, and this whole school year is kind of that upfront time and effort, and it's going to create um, some ways to make things simpler 
as we get more and more back to normal, whatever normal is and whenever we get back there. And, you know, I, just kind of to, to close off on the, the scheduling side uh, of classes, it's going to give us more of an opportunity to even add uh, those those courses in in my engineering program I have so many students who are doing so many other things because they're blessed uh, through our school district to have so many options available that they can't fit everything in a school day so we can do things in a different way now virtually or whatever we need to do just provides so much more flexibility and and allows for creativity and you know we've always hung our hat on developing positive relationships with kids and giving kids opportunities and uh, the more opportunities that we can give our kids the better off we are um, I'm one that, that tries to say you know if you can't find something that you're interested in at Mason County High School you're not you're not looking very hard uh, because we have uh, tons of, of wonderful core opportunities, uh, dual credit opportunities, advanced placement opportunities, arts opportunities, uh, and career-related opportunities. We do have, and we're very blessed. The students are just, uh, you know, it's awesome to see how much. It's good they have a, a, a problem sometimes having to make a decision because there's so much there to offer. Sure, and that's that's kudos to uh, to our district leadership for, you know, providing the funds and the the um, just having a, a forward-thinking uh, mentality of, of trying to create more and more opportunities for kids, it seems like, each year. You, you mentioned a moment ago uh, that our substitute situation will probably be different going forward, and that's not just our district. That's probably going to be everywhere. Um, when, when, when you found out that we weren't coming back, not knowing what the status was going to be with, with teachers, or were they going to be able to come back? Were we going to have some that we're going to just decide to retire? Were they going to be sick before they came back to school? We just didn't know. What kind of discussions did you have with your staff in, in prepping for something like that? Well, your discussions with staff, the, our discussions with staff from hopefully from day one, and I, I hope our teachers would reiterate this, is make sure you take care of yourself. And um, you know, I think that cannot be lost in, in any of these discussions is um, – you know, teachers sometimes go way overboard for their kids. And when I say go way overboard, I mean they forget about taking care of themselves in the process. So, um, you know, any conversation that we had about, you know, the what ifs of, of COVID is number one priority is make sure you take care of yourself. And, and we will work together as, you know, um, school leadership, teacher uh, to teachers to to make sure that if there is a case where you need to be gone okay we'll, we'll figure out a, a way to make it happen now um, the conversations that came from you know district leadership to building leadership um, mr. Ross and his team were, were super about going ahead and providing each building with permanent subs to go ahead and have um, a, a person or two extra in your building knowing that some of the things that have that have transpired were going to happen um, so, you know, we've got Mr. Bradley Boone and, and Coach Paula Boozer uh, who are in our building every single day. And if, if something happens uh, prior to the school day starting, then boom, we, we put them in the classroom and they're a, an experienced sub for that day. Um, if something happens in the middle of the day and a teacher needs to go or uh, the child of a teacher uh, got sick or was exposed at, at school and they have to go pick them up, then we've, we've got some extra um, bodies um, that can step in and, and help. And we've needed them um, almost, you know, every day that uh, Coach 
Coach Boozer and, and Mr. Boone have, have been there. They've been in the classroom uh, subbing, uh, monitoring kids. Um, our admin team has been great. We've stepped into classrooms and, and covered. It's just a, a total team effort, all hands on deck. And again, that's a, a testament to the type of people we have working at Mason County High School is that people are willing to do that. Well, I, I will say this about the staff. Um, as you know, I came from industry and uh, coming into to education, becoming a teacher, I was in one of those wow factors when I saw the type of faculty that, that Mason County had. And it's just been such a blessing to be part of that. And then you learn every day, don't you, from, from those kinds of individuals. Um, you know, communication uh, in, in your line of work as principal, uh, you have to communicate with so many different people, students and parents and, and the community at large. Uh, then you have your faculty, uh, and then you're talking about the district leadership, all levels. And in the best of times, communication to large groups is very difficult. So <laughs> when we're talking about a global pandemic now, how in the world do you bring it together in terms of letting everyone know what's expected of, of the students and of the staff and everyone involved? Uh, again, you, you rely on the good people you have around you. Um, so our admin team is going to get together and develop a plan, which is going to create five consistent messages. And from there, we're going to communicate a consistent message to our staff. Um, and as good as our staff is, those 50 to 75 people are then going to communicate that consistent message on to the students. So, you know, it's not one person doing the communication. It's, it's definitely a team effort. Um, and again, it, it takes a, a good team uh, to be able to take the message and make sure that you are communicating the message and the expectations. Uh, social media, we live in a social media world, so uh, we utilize a lot of Twitter and Facebook. Um, we have a one-call system within our school district that can send emails, phone calls, and text messages. We utilize that quite a bit. Obviously, email is a, is a big form of communication uh, amongst staff members. Um, you know, we've utilized Google Meets. Uh, our teachers are using it a lot with their kids. We use it a lot from admin to, to teachers. Anytime we need to get together, you know, faculty meetings are no longer everybody come to the library. It's everybody hop on a, a Google Meet so we can make sure that we're communicating a consistent message. But, um, you know, communication is, is more, you know, the top of the priority list um, anytime, and you mentioned it, I don't care if it's COVID-19, before COVID-19, after COVID-19, communication is absolutely key in, uh, in any industry, business, school system, communication is absolutely key. There's been a lot of discussion, not only locally but nationally, uh, about uh, the expected learning losses that that students would have because of the, the closures. And, and you know, we see some, some of the gap that happens even from the time we shut down in spring uh, to the time we come back in the fall anyway, and that's just typical. Um, how much of a concern do you have that, that it, we are gonna see that, there's gonna be more of a, a loss than we would really want to see, and what do we do to combat that? Well, I, I definitely think it's, uh, it's somewhat common sense that we're going we're gonna to see a little bit of a learning loss, you know, in K-12 education uh, just because of the, the lack of days that kids are in the building and lack of days that they're in front of a teacher. Um, I do think that the virtual education is going to supplement a lot of that, but I don't think any, anybody would say that 
a student is going to gain as much information and as much knowledge um, virtually as they would if they were in person every single day uh, that school was in session. Um, but to be honest with you, um, I'm not as, as worried about the, the, the content loss as I am about the, um, the well-being of the students. Uh, the content loss will come. Um, and you know, here at the high school, you know, obviously we want to we want to teach our kids content, but you know, we also want to make sure that they're taken care of. We want to make sure that um, that they know that they know how to cope with with difficult situations. Because in four short years for our, our freshmen, they're out into the real world. And um, you know, to tout the royal diploma a little bit, you know, our our focus is on life skills. So you know, even through virtual education and through a global pandemic, we can learn skills that are going to benefit us once we leave high school. Now, they may not learn every single piece of engineering that you want them to learn, um, but if they can learn some time management throughout the, the process, then they're benefiting themselves. If they can learn how to communicate uh, in digital means by sending a proper email, they're learning. Uh, and they're going to you know, learn these skills that are going to help them be successful once they leave uh, once they leave high school and the focus in on being able to communicate and collaborate and, and think critically uh, to be a good member of society and, and to commit themselves to, to always learning which are our five essential skills through the Royal Diploma those things to me mean more as, as much or more than did they learn every little piece of Algebra 2 that we really wanted them to learn this year. Yeah one of the things that that not only you as a principal have, have communicated to us uh, your faculty, uh, Superintendent Ross talks about this all the time, that, that building the relationships with our students are so important. And, and as teachers, we see that and we know that. And, and I just want to say that one of the things that I have missed so much, uh, and you don't think that you would, is just that one-on-one -on -one contact that, that you have every day with the kids in. You don't really realize how how connected you are and then when it's not there and it's removed from you it, it, it's really a bit a big hit so and when you talked about uh taking care of the kids and worrying about them and not as much about their learning loss i think that says a lot about the district the culture that we have here uh and our leadership well i i i, I do too um and you know when when it comes down to it when i think about my high school experience um, which was a long time ago, and uh, I know I'm getting a little bit older now, but I don't remember every piece of content that was taught to me or who taught it to me, but I definitely remember the experiences, and I remember the, the teachers that I had and the relationships, the positive relationships and the, the lessons that I learned from those teachers. Uh, I may not be able to tell, tell you exactly what I learned in Coach Buchanan's history class, but I can tell you that he left a lasting impression on me. I, I can't tell you everything that I, I learned in Coach Wells's technology class, same thing. Sherry Johnson's math class, same thing. The relationships that are developed while you're in high school carry on for a lifetime. You know, the knowledge that you learned, you're going to you're going to gain more knowledge, you're going to forget knowledge. That that's going to be kind of a roller coaster throughout your life, but you're never going to forget those teachers that you had and how they made you feel and how they they boosted your confidence um, and and how you knew as a student that they were they were in your corner. You know, I like I like that train of thought that that we're on in the discussion. Can you think of anything that you've seen specifically that that your staff, a staff member, or or, or anyone within our within our schools 
that has done that's been exceptional in terms of supporting a student or a group of students? Oh, there, there's so many things. I don't want to single anybody out in that category because I'm going to, I'm going to leave, I would leave somebody out that has done something exceptional. But, um, you know, from going above and beyond hours-wise, meeting with students in, in the evenings, having students come in before or after hours to work with them to make sure that they're caught up, uh, spending more time with students on Google Meets, going to students' houses, uh, helping deliver food to students' homes, taking Chromebooks and hotspots to students' homes, meeting up with students at, a, at an alternate location to, to make sure that uh, they understand what's going on in, in classes. Um, just, I could go on and on and on and on, um, but all of it comes back to the, the central theme that our teachers are willing to do whatever they can physically to make sure that that students are taken care of well and and you see that each and every day uh, uh, because I, I know that uh, you uh, and the assistant principals they're you're always out you're always visiting you're always seeing what's going on and 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 that's important that's a that's a key factor in terms of supporting the teachers and allowing the teachers to work for the students uh, and to support them I want to I want to finish up, if I can, by asking you, this is maybe a hard question. I don't know if you can answer it or not, uh, but you, I know you'll give it a shot. If I'm going back to your football, football days now. If, if you were asked to be the one person in our district to write that playbook for principals, um, and, and you're looking at everything that's transpired prior to coming back to school the pandemic now we've been we were in school what a couple months before you know doing a hybrid session before we had to had to break out again go virtual what two or three things if you can come up with that many i know it's hard uh would you put on those first two or three pages that is difficult um because there are so many things uh i think number one and I'll, I'll try to give you three things, and, and there's no, no rhyme or reason or order to the, the importance of the three. Um, hire good people and support them um, would have to come, come first. Um, make sure that your hiring process uh, is a character-revealing process. Uh, make sure that people you hire care about kids um, because I, I feel like that you can take someone who has all the content knowledge in the world, but if they don't have a true heart for kids, then they're not going to be successful in the classroom. You can take somebody who is marginal on content knowledge, but has a true heart for kids, and they will be an absolute rock star teacher. Um, so hire good people and then support them in, in their needs. Um, I would say communication has to be up there, and I would tag communication with positive communication. Um, Find ways to celebrate small successes. Um, find ways to let your teachers know that you are in their corner. Find ways to let your teachers know that you know that their job is hard um, and that you appreciate the job that they do on a daily basis. Um, so those, those are a couple of things. Um, if I had to add uh, a third one, then it would, it would have to do with trying to make sure that you break down any barriers that may exist between teachers and admin um, because 
you're all on the same team and you're all working for the same purpose, which is to, to help students reach their full potential. Um, so if there are any barriers there, then, then work to break those down um, because you as a principal need your teachers and you're, you're only going to be successful if, if your teachers feel supported and feel successful themselves. Um, so figure out what they need, make sure that they know that at any time, any day, no matter what they need, that they can contact you. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's going to take you a long way, I feel like. And I'm, I'm very, very young in the process, but um, that servant leadership. So if, if, if I had to encompass all three things I just said into, into one, um, one chapter title, it would, it would be be a servant leader. People don't work for you, you work for them. And um, you all work together uh, to do what's, what's best. And again, as a, as a man of faith, I've, I've learned from the, the ultimate uh, servant leader in, in Jesus Christ. And uh, I've been extremely blessed in my life to learn from other servant leaders, um, whether it be my coaches, former principals, uh, my father is at the top of that list. So I've, I've been extremely blessed and um, you know, be a listener, be a learner, and I think those things, uh, how you treat people, uh, mean more than, than any academic or content knowledge you could possibly have. I'll give you an amen on that. I appreciate that. I certainly want to thank you for taking, taking your time today. I, I, know, I know your schedule's hectic and crazy, and there's just so much going on, but I appreciate you coming in this afternoon and, and speaking with me. I, I just felt that it was important to memorialize this history. Um, and it is going to be a playbook that's being written by so many, um, and at some point it'll be pulled together. And uh, but I think we can close it with 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 this, and I think that this will make it all come true. Together we win. Together we win. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Moore.